Welcome, everyone. This is Trav. I am the Blazing Defender, and with me is my co-hosts, Big Sam. Big Sam. Big Sam's in the house. Big motherfucking Sam. This is the Meatheads on Movies show. Meatheads on Movies. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff in Hollywood that going on. Probably, probably needs our attention. There's a lot of stuff in Hollywood going on. Probably needs our attention. You're damn right. There's a lot of stuff going on in Hollywood that needs our attention. The motherfucking Snyder Cut is coming. That's what is getting our full attention today on another episode of Meatheads on Movies. With me always, my man, Big Sam, the second half of the Meatheads on Movies crew. And with us today, we have a very, very special guest, comic creator, artist, artist, writer, a uh, fan, what he's everything. Uh, Big Brian Rodman. What's going on, Brian? Hey, hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, Big Sam? Hey, right, what's up, man? I want to give a shout-out to Brian, too. This is the first time I've been on a podcast with you, man. It's, it, it's an honor, dude. Right back at you, buddy. It's good to good to finally be able to, to throw down podcast style with you. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So y'all never been on a show together before with me? Uh, no. No, no. I think we've met at we met at cons, um, yeah. but but yeah. we've we've never been on a show together. No. Well, that's right. That's awesome. Uh, and what else is awesome is I want to say happy Memorial Day to everybody. Um, we are the land of the free because we're the home of the brave. So uh, I want to give a huge shout out and props to everybody that served or has served and uh, and gave all. So uh, thank you very much for that, and I hope everybody's enjoying the weekend. I hope you're watching the show, and I hope if you ain't, then you better ask somebody that you're a Zack Snyder fan because uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, The Snyder Cut, guys, it's going to be released. Where I got to – it's like, man, where were you when that happened? You know what I mean? (laughs) So where were you and what went through your mind when you, when you seen it was actually going to happen? Um, I, I was at work. I, you know, I'm one of the, the lucky people that, that still got to work um, during all of this stuff. And, and I say lucky and I mean it. You know, there's a lot of people that complain because, you know, whether they were essential workers, they had to go into work and things like that. I was felt lucky and blessed every day to be able to go in and, um, do my part as best I can to, to, to help out during this time and everything. So I was actually at work when uh, the news broke. I think the Blazer Defender was was pretty much messaging me at the same time the, uh, the the news was breaking. So everything was kind of blowing up at once. I don't know if he has direct contacts in the Warner Brothers or, or AT&T or, or what it is, but he, he broke it the, to me the second I saw the news coming through and uh, needless to say, not a whole lot of work got done after that. You know, I, I started, I started surfing the web. You know, so Brian, what about you, man? Uh, I was. It was a similar situation. I was. Uh, I'm. I'm in a blessed situation where I can work from home uh, for my day job, and uh, the news came up right after. You know, I mean, social media blew up right after Zach uh, announced it from that Man of Steel. Um, you know, um, watch that he did and. Dude, I, at first, like, I didn't know what to think or feel, right? Like, I was just like, oh, my goodness, is this, is this for real? Because, you know, rumors have been flirting, 
you know, floating around. The, the three of us had already kind of talked about it a little bit. And man, when that, when I, when I saw it and I saw that it was real and that Zach was the one who announced it. Yeah. I'm just like you, not a lot of work happened that day. I was just running around the house like a little kid. I was like, yes, we get it. Ah, and, and uh, yeah, that was, it made, it made my month. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I'll be honest. It's like 2020's been a shitty year. <laughs> this has been by far the best thing that has happened this year in in, in my book. Uh, yeah. So so I have I have a little different a different kind of story, um, and I think I sent it to you guys. It's from the guys that do um, texts with superheroes. I'm sure you've seen them. Like you know, it's they're funny. Um, and, but they, they have a, they have a YouTube channel apparently too. Well, they did this article and man, it was a really good article. And if you read underneath the author, it says satire in parentheses. And it was talking about Kathleen Kennedy, who's going to direct and, uh, you know, all this crazy. And I'm like, what? No, we don't even want this fucking thing then. No, you're going to destroy it again. And then I realized it was fucking fake, but I lost my shit. I sent to, uh, as soon as I realized it was fake, I sent it to Sam. I went, damn it, man, it's, it's fake. And then I was kind of like, well, shit. Then that means it's, I'm not going to see it. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't want him to fuck it up, but then I'm like, oh, man, it's still not real, Okay. And then uh, I knew Zach was doing the uh, watch party with Man of Steel on Vero, but it was a, a specific time day, and I work also. Uh, I work for the, the fire department here, and our mornings are like the busiest time of the day for us, and I knew I couldn't watch it. So uh, we had made a couple runs, came back from the store, gotten lunch, and then I, I was just scrolling through Facebook, I think, and I seen it, and I was like <gasps> – Nope, not falling for this shit again, you know. So then I start googling it, you know, and then like sources started coming in, coming in, coming in. I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking real. And then I think I sent it to Sam and you, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, it was like a roller coaster for me, you know, those few days right there. And there was word that we were going to get something soon, maybe. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought we may have gotten it with the BBS watch party that he did on Vero, which I, I didn't see that one. Um, because I was at work again, but I thought maybe if we were going to get something, it had been then, and then we didn't. And then, you know, uh, guys in the, uh, man, I follow a great group on Facebook. If you haven't been on it, it's, um, it's called church of Snyder and they're, they're Zack Snyder fans, of course, but they're, they were super passionate about the release of Snyder cut, like all Snyder cut fans were. So, uh, but I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, I know I posted I'd be doing the show, and I, I hope hope to see some of them in the chat uh, because they 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 have had a lot to say for the last three yeah. years. And uh, now's your fucking chance, man. You put it out there. So I want real quick. Um, so Casey, TV's Casey, who's been on the show several times, he's in the chat. He didn't get an invite to this show, and uh, he said, uh, "I said, yep, no hate allowed, not this show." And he goes, how can I hate something that doesn't exist? <laughs> so oh. Casey was one of the ver- the many, I should say, that said that this was a pipe dream. There is no such thing as a Snyder Cut. He's trolling you all with this shit. Uh, you're so stupid, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, what? so what did you guys – I mean, I'll be honest. 
that was one of the first things that came in my head was I wish I knew some of these people personally. And Casey's a good dude. Not Casey will watch the Snyder Cut no matter what, um, even though he's, he'll, he'll never admit it exists even after he watches it. Um, but so, I mean, did you all let, – let's talk about this for a minute. Does we're, – we're hearing that this is a toxic group. Now, I mean – the media hates Zack Snyder, apparently. And, and there's been Collider, Comic Book Resources uh, today published a pretty, I, I don't want to call it scathing, but it, will, it didn't put the Snyder cut in a, in a very good light about how studios uh, caving to fans is a very, very bad thing. What's your well, I, I mean, I would say um, a couple things on that. Number one, People in power always want to keep the power. So when now you're seeing, hey, there's a thing that social media that gives, you know, whatever you want to say, millions of people as far as Zack Snyder, people that were in this movement, hundreds of thousands or whatever, a voice, that's not something they've really ever had to deal with before. So these studio execs and the media that gets kickbacks from them and things like that. I mean, you can't tell me that Rotten Tomatoes, for example, doesn't get some sort of kickback from Marvel when every single Marvel movie is rated just fantastically. Just about every DC movie with the exception of Wonder Woman was pretty much in the toilet. I think they liked Aquaman okay. Yeah, um, the, the media, you know, a lot of them are in conjunction in some way, shape, or form with the studio because they have to be able to get the interviews and all that stuff. And We've talked before about how the media now is, is – less concerned with reporting the truth and more concerned with reporting first, having to scoop. And if you, if, if you derail those connections, you're not going to get that inside access anymore. So they're, of course, going to side with the studio and say, oh, no, 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 the studio should have caved to the people and this, this, and that. But the people have the ability now to put pressure on a studio like, like you've never seen before. Right. I don't see where that's inherently bad. Um, I don't see where this goes against Warner Brothers because essentially now Warner Brothers, you know, AT&T, all that, is going to make money off the original Justice League like they did, even though it wasn't all that great. And now they're going to turn around and make money off the second version of the Justice League. So I don't see where that's a negative for them, to be honest. But I do think the most important thing about all this other, you know, I'm, I'm hyped we're getting the cut, of course, is the fact that fans cave to studio and the, the first time's always the hardest, right? So now I, I expect to see this a little bit more. And we'll talk about that, I think, as we get going here. If this does well, you know, if a whole lot of people get HBO Max to see the Snyder Cut, like this, I can see the David Erica, the Suicide Squad. I can see maybe them say, hey, you know what? Let's roll with the rest of Zach's vision and so on so, so forth. The first one's always the hardest, and now it's happening. So – I think that's absolutely the most important part um, of this is kind of that changing that that power dynamic shift a little bit. Brian, what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think I think with anything, there's good and bad um, to uh, to having this. Uh, I think we, we we really saw. I think the first big shift was really with Sonic, the Hedgehog movie. Um, you know, you they released the uh, the 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 terrifying Sonic. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. And then the fans were in an uproar, and within days they were like, "Oh yeah, okay, we're not doing this. We're going to completely revamp it." And 
and I, I think that's I think there's a cool aspect to that that we've never had before, and I think social media, Sam, you're right, brings that um, you know whole new dynamic to creating things. Sure. And as, I mean, as a creator, you know, I mean, and as you guys, as as you know, you, you guys con- uh, you know create content, any kind of content creator, any kind of uh, um, creator in general. Right now, we have direct access with fans, with you know readers or or you know viewers, yeah, and in ways that we never did before. Right. And, and I think that's good because you can actually hear directly from them. That you can hear a clear voice. Hey, these people really like this, or they don't. What about remember Deadpool? Deadpool yeah, never been fucking made if Ryan Reynolds didn't leak. That scene on the expressway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it gained such viral following feverish fans were like, give us this fucking movie. And that's, you know, as a business, you're like, hmm, they, yeah. I think we could sell something to these guys over here in these right. red, red, red jumpsuits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I never, but okay. So, you know, I, I don't know how fucking Hollywood is. Uh, maybe I'll get Kevin Smith on the show and he can tell us, um, which I know you have something to say about that too, Brian. Uh, and I'll, yeah. I'll get to that. But what I, what I want to say is like, so Warner Brothers, uh, let's, let's not, let's, let's not, um, uh, let's just speak candidly. The, I don't know if Zach walked away. Okay. Maybe, maybe he did walk away, but there's a, a lot of people that feel like he was fired because the Warner brothers didn't like the direction that it was going in. So mm-hmm. now, you know, a lot of people are saying now Warner brothers got fucking egg on their face. They got egg on their face because you fired this guy because you didn't like his vision. You took him off a movie that he had damn near three and a half hours filmed of already. And you put somebody else on it because you wanted to go in a different direction. So, and now you're going to spend another 30 to give to finish this guy's vision, y'all look like fucking idiots from a business standpoint. Now, I, I disagree. I'm just saying, you know, the Collider article and the comic book resources article are kind of alluding to the fact that Warner Brothers now has egg on their face. I disagree. Again, they're catering to a market to sell them a product. And they know if, if the cider cut wasn't so feverish and the fans weren't so rabid. Um, this, this wouldn't have happened and they know they can sell this to us. Um, well, go ahead. I, I mean, here's, here's what I'll say on that. To me, I don't think if you make a mistake and you come back and say, Hey, you know what? I messed up. Let me try to get it right this time. I really don't think that's egg on your face. You know what I, I mean? Agree. If I came up yeah. and said, Hey man, my bad. I screwed this up, you know, in whatever form or fashion, let me make sure I don't make this mistake again. Let me make it right. No one's upset with that. And secondly, Justice League still turned a profit. You know, if you said maybe it turned $200 million profit instead of, you know, a billion like they were hoping or something. I'm sorry. $200 million is $200 million. Okay. It, it, you made, the, the, it was $222 million to make. It grossed $686, so almost $700 million. Yeah. So, so it Not made, a flop by any means. Now, did it right. come short? Did it short projections? Yes. But. They still made so, money, so, like you're saying. Yeah, so it made between 400 and 500 million. I'm sorry, that's still good money. Still okay? good money. <laughs> and now you're going to turn around and make money again on this this other cut. So what's 30 millions in reach? You know, in reshoots. That's not even 
10% of what they turned profit was on the first one, much less the second one coming out. So I don't think saying, hey, we made a mistake, come back, redo something, number one, is egg on your face. I mean, I think that takes a big person to do that, first of all. But secondly, if you came out and made a good movie in the first place, this wouldn't even be an issue. Where you made a mistake was you turned out a shitty movie. You know, right. If you right. made a good movie, we'd all have been like, hey, you know what? They were right, man. This movie was great. But right. you made a crappy movie. So that's the part where I would say was the mistake. Not coming back and say, my fault, let, let, let's make it right this time. Uh, Justin cool. in the chat made a good point. He was, uh, and, and we kind of know this about Warner Brothers, right? Uh, executives were just looking at their profit, pro, uh, pocketbooks, they were just looking at their profit margins. Um, and Warner Brothers has kind of been known to do that. They, they, they don't seem to care about the product as much as uh, Disney and the Marvel movies do. I mean, that's just my uh, estimation. Uh, maybe you guys have a different take on it than that. But that's, it's like, oh, it can make money? Okay, let's do it. And, and, and that's the sole reason they're doing this. They're not doing it for any other reason. No. Um, I thought it was funny that the CEO of Warner Brothers was saying about like how he had to change his phone number three different times because people in the movement, the Snyder Cut movement, were getting his fucking phone number and blowing him up. So, I mean, dude, the more the more the shit comes out about this, it's just it's just fucking fantastic. I mean, I, and and people that are mad about it. I guess you could be mad about fucking anything if you want. And I think, I mean, I really do believe, like, if you think about it, um, you know, Warner Brothers was under different management when Justice League was released. Um, yeah. And and their whole their management completely changed in the last few years. So okay, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I mean the 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 um, I don't remember. I think it. I don't know if it was the CEO. It was the guy who was calling the shots. Okay, um, of the DCEU stepped down like a year or two ago. Mm. Um, I think it was, I think it might've been last year. Um, and so with him leaving a lot of other, um, you know, changes happened as far as, you know, who, who made the call of, uh, to do what. And so I think through that whole process, the people who came in to replace him and the others realized, Hey, like you said, we can make some more money and we can actually see if there's something to this. If we release it and it blows up, there's, there's a possibility to go somewhere with this. Exactly. Yeah. More money to be made, right? Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder how much the AT&T acquisition played into that. You know, AT&T now being the parent company could have very well said, look, man, there's all this buzz over this thing you already made. We're buying up a DC uh, company with Warner Brothers that DC Comics is not turning much of a profit, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Here's a way we can make some immediate return on our investment. Mm-hmm. put it out. Right. You know, I don't know if that's the case, but I could very well see AT&T as a parent company saying. So, so Debo oh, in the yeah, chat, sure. Debo has a really, really good question. And this is kind of what we were getting, getting to earlier. Uh, going forth, are fans not going to expect remakes if these kinds of movies don't pan out like they should? Can this potentially be a problem within the business side of things? Well, uh, I, I think, I, the big I think it can be. So I, I think the difference being, this is one of those rare movies that the director was canned or quit, you know, midway through almost to its completion, whatever. Most movies don't have that, so you don't have a second cut sitting there waiting on it. Um, mm. you, you know, if Zack Snyder had put this out and it just wasn't very good, we wouldn't be clamoring for the 
new Zack Snyder unedited version. Right, right. Is, you know what I mean? Well, well, in the in in and I didn't realize this. Uh, just doing some research, you know, the Donner cut was yeah. a lot like yeah. this, a lot yeah. like this, and. There, I don't. There was no. There wasn't a group of people buying billboards during San Diego Comic Con saying release the Donner cut. It right. was just something that got made because there was all this footage that he shot um, when he quit. You know, I mean, he walked away from the project, of course, uh, Superman two, that is, uh, yeah. because he didn't like the way the direction was going, and he was like, "Fuck you, I'm out." And they got somebody else to come in, and he had shot all this footage, and they end up bringing bring the Donner cut out later. Um, so it's. This this is an odd situation. I'm not saying it's not, but it is eerily similar to the Donner uh, cut thing. Um, the cut the cut better be more Man of Steel. Yeah, I can't roll with Jason on that one. No, man. of course not. No, he. And knows I think that. I think we've already kind of had one of those things, right? So like Star Wars, um, you know the the cut that we got of Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah. And now all this concept art's coming yes. out of, you know, yes. what the duel of fates is what right. it was originally going to be. Right. And you don't really have anybody coming out saying, where's that cut? It was yeah. never made. Oh, fuck, I was. As soon as well, I seen the storyboards, I was like, oh, God, where's this movie at? I don't want this movie. Get, no, I don't want that other movie. Give me the other movie. Give me this one. Yeah, uh, but like that, like that but, but that was never made. So I think with right. that, you know, right. because this, in this interesting situation you literally had two completed almost completed movies side by side that this one over here just needed some extra money to finish right right yeah very good well okay so so i think that's a great transition and so uh you know we've talked about that business side who gives a fuck really nobody gives a shit about that we're not going to see any of that movie we're going to be empty our fucking pockets for this thing uh and we're glad to fucking do it right so let's talk about the Snyder Cut. Um, and like you said, so Zach has said, you may have seen one-fourth of what I shot, which to me is mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, like, holy yeah. shit. Is he serious? Does, does he mean because we slept through the rest of the movie? <laughs> or, or, you know, because we were so angry that we – like I honestly didn't remember half of the movie because I was just sitting there mad the whole yeah. time. You know, I actually, Go ahead. I, I told tra- uh, the Blazing Defender and everything that, you know, in 2020, I've tried to really even knuckle down harder into this. I'm taking notes and things like I had never done before and so on and so forth. I was trying to show up and let my good looks ride me through. And obviously, <laughs> it didn't get me very far as it never has. I rewatched Justice League for this, okay? Right, right. That's, 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 that's education. It, it's not good. It's not good. No. It, we talked about this before, uh, before we uh, went live. Uh, it looks like a movie that two motherfuckers did. Yeah. It, it's almost like there is something online that you can find, uh, and it'll tell you the Snyder shots and the Whedon shots. Yeah. And every sh- – I could have told you. I mean, like, I can watch the movie and go, oh, yeah, that's fucking weak. Oh, yeah, that's fucking When we were, we were in the theater, Robin was next to me, my wife, Robin, and, and, and I'm, lit- I'm literally watching the movie, and every time the reshoot came up, I was like, that's a reshoot. She got so, like, frustrated with me halfway through. She was like, just stop. And I'm like, no, look at it. It's terrible. <laughs> and, like, you know, I, it does look like it, it was two separate directors – but it almost looks like it was two separate directors where literally they were just like, well, here's kind of a vision. 
just put together whatever you can yeah. and you have six weeks, you know, and, and right, right. yeah, that, that's all they and, gave and, and we also mentioned this. So I think we should mention it again for transparency's sake. Uh, you know, like I'm a fan of Joss Wheaton. I'm a oh. huge fan of Joss Wheaton. Uh, and, and Brian, you said it. We shouldn't hold Joss Wheaton accountable for what happened. He was thrust into a bad, uh, a bad situation. Um, I hope the hell he got paid. I know he got paid, but I mean, I hope it was yeah. worth it because I'm sure it was a very daunting task to come in and, and I'm sure he had bullet points like, Oh, Hey, we need more humor. Like the Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, this is a dark ass movie We're, we need to lighten this shit up. So he's probably like, well, shit, you know what I mean? Like I can't do anything I want to do, but I'm going to get this thing done because they're paying me a shit ton of money. Um, and, and like I said, I'm still a big Wheaton fan. Um, but yeah, this this the Justice League obviously didn't fucking work. Um, but now we're gonna we're gonna see the Snyder cut. We're so what I want to ask you guys is, and, and Sam, I know you've done some research too. What uh, what are you? I mean, like we know about some of the things that we're probably gonna see, right? So what is it that you're most excited to see? Um, Dark Side, a, a live action Dark Side is is awesome. I, I kind of hope in in, uh, uh, in the same way the animated movie did, maybe they could take this Ray Porter. I don't know this dude. He was in Argo, which is the only movie I've seen. With I, I have no idea who he is. Um, no. And they just, they voice him over with Tony Todd, just like in the animated movie. Cause <laughs> I love Tony Todd's voice so much as dark side. Yeah, you did. Um, super excited about dark side, but really one, I just want to see a dark movie. Like, I've liked the way DC has done dark movies. You know, Jason said, this better not be more like BVS. Fuck that. BVS is a top 10 comic book movie ever. Ever. And Jason will hate me to say this. It fucking kills Deadpool 1. I don't care. (laughs) The only credit I give Deadpool 1 over BVS is it was a big rated R movie that showed us we could do rated R comic book movies. So thank you for that. But BVS is a thousand times smarter and more intricate of a movie than listening to Deadpool talk shit and grab his crotch and fart on people. Okay, so <laughs> besides that, I, I'm just excited to see a dark movie. Do your vision. Quit trying to copy Marvel. I'm excited for that. And I'm really hoping I get more kick-ass, dark, mean, one-on-one fighting type scenes like Batman against the Russians in the warehouse. Like, right. Oh, the yeah. whole nightmare yeah. stuff. I'm just so excited for yeah. it. Yeah, and we get to see more Batman. Like, I think we're going to get to see the real Snyder Batman in yeah. this movie. And Sam, like when we reviewed the theatrical cut, that was one of our biggest beefs about justice league was how the, the portrayal of Batman. And I was yeah. like, he was going to commit fucking suicide. He was, I mean, I get it. You got to take the fucking, you got to get the parademons away so they can take the shield down. But really? I mean, that, our Batman's smarter than that. You know what I mean? So I heard the third act is incredibly different than these uh, root things coming through. Yeah, the, uh, the Russian family is not even in the third act in the Snyder Cut. Thank God. Um, I kept thinking they were going to be someone important. Like, I was racking my brain when they said their names. Like, are these characters? Do you know, do you know who I thought they were? Who's that? <laughs> this is so stupid now. I thought they might have been the Wonder Twins. Huh. I, mean, I thought I they. I was like, 
I know there's somebody. These two fucking kids, they're somebody, you know? No, they're nobody. Thank you, yeah. Josh Whedon, for yeah. Yeah, fucking getting like, excited and, for them. And, and they even came out and said that that whole, like, the that whole scene with the climax of the theatrical cut, that was in the original vision. There were a couple scenes there, but they were two completely different things. Right. Um, the climax wasn't that at all. Um, and so I think, uh, I think, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to with this is, um, is just getting a no holds bar four hour long cut of of something that began with Man of Steel, right? And the tone carried over to BVS. Right. It kind of was there with Wonder Woman, and then we finally get like almost the culmination of what Zack's story was. Now I know he had like three movies originally planned and all that, right. and they right. had to completely redo everything. But I feel like this is going to be like a here. This is your grand finale. This is this wraps all this stuff up. You know, here you go. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like I'm a I, I'm a huge, even though, and I, I God, I hate saying this. Sam and I have talked about it, and Sam being a, a martial arts instructor, I mean, he's he's you won't get a better opinion than his on shit like this. I watch a lot of action movies. That nightmare scene in BBS, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the tone. I love the look. I mean, I've got. I mean, I've got the hot toy fucking uh, nightmare Batman behind me. I love it. It is one of the worst fight scenes I've ever fucking seen. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it, it, how can the the warehouse scene be so epic and that nightmare fight scene be so bad? Like you literally see soldiers stopping, like yeah. when they could have shot him, and then they wait for Batman to hit him. It's yeah. really, really the timing is so fucking bad. It's awful. You know what I've tried to think about? And this is just me trying to rationalize this in some way. You know when you actually have a nightmare where you're fighting someone and, like, you can't punch them, like, you hit them, but it's real weak or something. And, right. You know, you can't get away and all stuff. I, like, if it's a nightmare, nightmare that's in Batman's head, like, I'm wondering if it's something like that where he's a step slow and stuff like that. Yeah, That'd be completely no. rational. I, don't, I just don't see how – That's reach, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that I think they just probably missed the mark on, they on, the mark on it. I just man. don't yeah. see how you do that. Though. I know I don't either. I don't either. Well, but, you know, but, there, there were a couple moments in like the Dark Knight uh, where yeah, oh, and, uh, oh, well, oh my yeah, god, exactly. But he cheated because everything's like this close mm. and it's moving really fast, so you can't really see the stunt work. But when right. you do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And I, I totally agree with you, Brian. First of all, I, you know, and, and me and Travis talk about this all the time. I'm a huge Nolan trilogy fan all the way through. I would say if they nailed the martial arts, it'd probably be my top three movies, one, two, three in order. But they didn't. It's, yeah. he, he telegraphs his elbows like, you know. <laughs> it's that slow, too. Yeah. But, I, and I agree with you, it, it was bad. Um, but a lot of movies, and that's one reason, one of my issues with a lot of action movies today, they have people that aren't very good, so they jerk the camera all around. Yeah. The first time I remember it was Gladiator, and people love Gladiator. I walked out of the theater on Gladiator because I watched Russell Crowe fight, was it a, a tiger or something? And I couldn't see shit because he, he got put in the, uh, 
he got put in the gladiator, you know, arena. And I, I thought he fights a tiger or some shit. I don't remember, but he fights something. Okay. And they jerk the camera all around and I can't see him. I'm like, this is cause Russell Crowe can't fucking fight. This sucks. And I bounced and, and I know people wow. love gladiator. I hate gladiator. I tried to watch it again. It sucked a second time. Wow. So I know I'm sensitive to that stuff, but if you're, if you're, or a movie that has action is one of your main things, which I wouldn't necessarily call a comic book movie an action movie. Some, yes, yeah, some maybe more drama, this, that. But action is a main character in them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have good enough stunt people, choreography, whatever it happens to be, to show hand to hand combat and not jerk this camera all around or put it real close so you can't see shit or make it dark so whenever they're doing something, you can't see the dude's face that's doing it. Yeah. Then don't fucking make the move. Right. What do you what do you think? And this is a little off topic, but just real quick, what do you think about the John Wick movies, Sam? I I think each one has got a little bit worse, although I like all three of them. Yeah. Uh I one was, you know, great. Two was really, really good. Three I think, was a little I think Brian, good. I think Brian means the fighting. But. Yeah, that's what I mean mostly, the stunt work. Yeah. Um and I kind of feel the same way. I, I kind of really like in the first one. The second one, they tried to top themselves a little too much, and it started to get a tiny bit silly. The third one, a little bit more. They were all really good. The third one, though, the, the fight choreography with, with the two dogs is incredible. It's yeah, one of the coolest that. scenes yeah. I've ever seen in any movie. <laughs> I read an article from a, from a TV and movie critic that I really like, and he said John Wick is the most consistent three-trilogy movie series He's ever seen. I believe he's the best, yeah. but the most consistent. And, and I'm, I'm not sure I can argue that. You know, Rocky, you have Rocky Man. Five, Godfather. I agree. Rocky. Agree. I totally agree. Star Wars. I mean, oh come agree. on, we're not. No, they're not consistent. I mean, I, right, no, I, I agree. I totally agree with that. But so, back, back to my nightmare sequence. Apparently, those are in the storyboards for Justice League, where. Uh, dark dark side comes and is terraforming the uh, I guess it's Gotham or Metropolis or wherever they're at. Uh, like like when he's overlooking with the Omega symbol, um, when he actually comes into the Justice League Hall, where um, it, it's old Wayne Manor that he converts into the the Hall of Justice, and Dark Side comes and destroys it, and then like the next scene is the terraforming of, of the Earth. Um, and one of the other scenes about Dark Side is you're going to see him as a young Dark Side. I think his name's um, before he was Dark Side. He yeah, was uh, before he became a new god. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He fights Ares. Ooh, yeah. So that's I got a lot more excited just now. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's I am. I mean, like, you know, apparently, like, when uh, Steppenwolf loses, Dark Side comes down at the end of Justice League, right? And that's yeah. what's going to lead into the second movie, okay? That was his original plan, all right? Right. So, you know, we're going to get that Dark Side, but apparently we're going to get, like, a uh, before he was Dark Side moment. So, that's, that's cool. going to so, be fucked. So, that's my question, because I know that originally he was supposed to have three movies and then he presented that to, to Warner brothers and they said no. Right. And then he re- and so none of that was actually shot. Right. And then he redid it to just be one justice league movie. Right. So do you think some of that stuff from his original three film plan is going to be like Absolutely. laid out? Absolutely. I okay. think Lois, I think Lois gets killed. Okay. 
I think I, I, I'm curious how this ends. Yeah, that's that. I think that's my biggest question: is yeah, yeah, are we yeah. going to set up for a sequel that's never going to happen? You know what I mean? Right, right. But okay, so let's just really quick. Uh, wouldn't it be smart for him to do that? I think it would. I think it would be, but I think it's so fans into a fucking rabid frenzy. Absolutely, but it's a huge risk too. On you huge know risk. because yeah, because at the same time, like here's my thing: we actually have a question on the Facebook feed. That, that touches on this. It says, what do you think Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder um, hopes to accomplish by releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League? And obviously, we've, met, we've, we've answered that on some level. But I think also, I don't know, if I'm a studio, kind of going back to what, what Kevin Smith said in, in an interview not too long ago, if I'm, if I'm Warner Brothers and I'm throwing $20, 30000000 million into this thing that fans are... are, are all about and are celebrating and it goes nuts and it does really freaking well, then I'm going to run with it. I mean, it makes no sense to ignore that. If you know this is successful and you've got, you're you're absolutely sure these people are going to absolutely love it. And you have something like HBO max, utilize that, you know, so I I think there's potential for something more to come. I agree. It, well, yeah. it, it's I'm, – I'm curious because, uh, like Sam and I were talking, they're getting no reshoots with the original cast. It's just going to be right. stuff. So I was a little upset with that, which, okay. I don't think that has to do with the money, man. Like, you can, it just oh, been off sure. like a loan would be too much. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's expensive uh, to, to do reshoots with actual actors. But then the more I read, and he's got so much fucking footage – Yes. Uh, maybe he don't need it. You yeah. know what I mean? I think with the dark side CGI and or the, yeah, the dark side CGI and all that, that's where they're getting their money at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it's it, like you said, it'd be a big gamble for him to end this on a cliffhanger yeah. where Superman goes to the anti-life equation and now it's up to what's left of the Justice League to fight. I mean, yeah. and the credits roll. Yeah, and then what we did, like, like half of Cyborg and Batman are trying to figure out when to send uh, the Flash back. Flash. And sh- like, that's perfect. Perfect. And, so and great. That's what I was going to say is we've seen the Flash, which is, was supposed to be the Flashpoint paradox. Yeah. Back and forth. It's going to be made. It's not going to be made. It's going to be made. It's not going to be made. I'm almost wondering if Warner Brothers doesn't have kind of a plan, like, hey, that's where we're going to go with this if this does well. And I can see him kind of ending kind of right where Brian was saying, where we could pick up the flash point where they say, all right, let's send flash and run from there. That would be fair. I mean, I, I would be all for that. And I mean, it's interesting because now they're at an opportunity. They have an opportunity right now to do that because flashpoint, I mean, they, they have said that it is going to be made, but it's still in the writing phase. So you right. can take, see, and wait, see what happens with the Snyder Cut. Yes, and then you can do literally whatever you want. Whatever you can you integrate what the new vision and the old vision, like whatever you want, whatever and, has worked. And it, so, you know, also in this, it's they said that uh, like uh, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Flash, all their plot lines were basically buried in just yep. like they had way more stuff going on. Uh, apparently, especially Cyborg. Like, Cyborg yeah. had a lot of shit cut out. Yeah, did you guys see Ray Fisher's video? Yeah. Man, that, that, that touched me, dude. I, he just starts crying in the middle of it. This dude, means- he got it walked away. Like, yeah, man. 
Like, yeah, and like, this, this, too much? this means so much to those guys, you know, yeah. like – like they actually get to see what they poured their heart into. So, so I was thinking about this the other day because you know Ben, Gail, uh, of course Jason Momoa. You know, like <laughs> he's been the most vocal. Imagine that, right? That's because he needs this. Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, uh, I mean look at look at like uh, Gail. She don't need Gal. She don't need it, and, 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 and she's under contract. So when her and Ben, which you know Ben's probably like deuces, man, I'm out of here. But, like, I'm sure he may do other Warner Brothers shit in the future, right? So he don't want to piss nobody off. And they're all tweeting release the Snyder Cut. Yep. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, damn, man. Now, I know why Ray Fisher's doing it. Right. I know why Ezra oh, Miller's yeah. doing it. You know what right. I mean? Uh, they're still trying to build their careers. But, you yeah. know, you've got bona fide fucking A-listers now. I, I also don't think – this is something that just happened at Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers is known for quite a while they were going to end up doing this. And so I can see totally them saying, yeah, Ben, it's cool, man. Join the movement. Create all this extra drama. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so, nobody, was, nobody was tweeting uh, Gal saying, hey, man, what are you doing? Right. You doing? For, yeah. for, for um, Warner Brothers, this is essentially like when you're playing football – and you're on offense, and the defense has an offside, and you, you, your play's going, and you kind of get a free play. You know, if it sucks, hey, bring it back. They were offside. If it doesn't, you know, decline the penalty. That's kind of what Warner Brothers has here. Right. Put yeah. it out. Give it your They're best win-win. shot. They're win-win. Fantastic. Go with it. If it's yeah. not, you're not going to lose money. Yeah, it's, you know? it's a win so, for them. You know what I mean? And I think that's what Brian was talking about, I think, before we yeah. recorded. It was like the Kevin Smith thing was like, I mean, they're business. And – they, they don't lose. They, there's no way they lose in this. And that's why I think this has been a little bit more part of Warner Brothers' plan than anything. I wouldn't be surprised if the last six months or so they were saying, let's build as much drama for this as possible. We're not doing it right, but then, yeah, you all go ahead and say some stuff and let's see how much momentum we can really uh, create here. Yeah, sure. You, you don't you don't run Warner Brothers without being a, a, a hell of a businessman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or woman. Absolutely. And and again, they're all about the dollar. Maybe, yeah. maybe more so than some other studios. You know what I mean? Uh, I think time and time they've they've showed us that that they didn't really they really don't care about the quality of the products. Was how much money can it generate? You know? Yeah. Um, and, and let's be honest. I mean, if I can, I'll say it. Wonder Woman was a good DC movie. Okay. It was a good DC movie. It was exactly. And I hope you're listening to this. You're it, it was exactly like Captain America. First Avenger. It was the same fucking story. People. It was literally where the guy gets into a fucking plane to keep the toxic chemicals from hitting the allies. I mean, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I mean, it was the same movie. Uh, but you know, whatever I went, I enjoyed it. I like, I, I, I was a huge detractor of hers. I thought, fuck, she, fuck, dude, she, what is she? A hundred pounds. She can't play the Amazon, you know, and I was wrong and I was glad I was wrong because I thoroughly enjoyed I, I still enjoy her. I thought she was one of the best parts of the theatrical version of justice league. Yeah. Her and her, I will say this. Um, the, the reshoots between the, the scenes between her and Bruce. Yeah. Uh, those Fantastic. were the, 
those were the highlights of that movie for yes. me because yep. I'm like in the mix of that this, actually in my notes stuff. when I was talking about yeah. Wheaton earlier. Yeah, I, I love those. They're so good. They're so they have good. Great chemistry. Well, that's what Joss does. Joss, yeah. Joss, that's his thing, man. Like he can put, take two characters and and put them together and give them that chemistry and that dialogue and just he's really that's where he excels at. I think. Uh, yeah. He did it in Avengers for me. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and again, when I say I'm a Wheaton fan, I mean, I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. It was one of my favorite TV shows ever. And Avengers is maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yeah. Even after Endgame and Infinity War, I mean, the Russo brothers, Winter Soldier, I mean, Sam and I argue about this all the time. Avengers to me was just fucking magical. And no, it, never, it had never happened before. You had never, never had We'd never seen superheroes, anything. Superheroes, but... Yeah, characters from other movies, with their, and then they all came together, and then it fit like clockwork. They clockwork. were perfect together. And that, to me, that was Joss Whedon. That was and, and, every – when I see that movie, I'm like, this is Joss – this is Joss's masterpiece. I mean, but yeah, he, I didn't did think Buffy, he did it on everything. I didn't think Avengers 1 was going to happen even as I was watching it in the theater. I still was <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure this is really going on. I know. You're right. right. I, Hulk and I would say it's probably, the best, it's probably not the best Marvel movie from, from a you know, cinematic standpoint, but it's no, absolutely it's my favorite Marvel movie because it was so damn magical. Yeah. I saw it theater five times. Five times. Magical. Uh, but so, okay, so, you know, we, we are, we're taking it for Joss a little bit, and that's cool. I'm a Joss fan. Uh, Zack Snyder, if there was ever – a comic book fucking fan that made movies. It's this dude. Yeah, I mean, I could take, I could screenshot moments of BVS and give you the exact panel from fucking Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I, I mean, mean look, at, look at three hundred and Watchmen. It was yeah. essentially just page to screen. Yeah. The same oh, thing. Oh, and let me say this because I like saying crazy shit. That I actually believe. It ain't, I'm not saying it to troll anybody. I ain't saying it to get a reaction. I fucking believe this shit. What Zack Snyder's Watchmen is better than Alan Moore's fucking Watchmen. Oh, shots fired. No, I don't know yeah, about that. Fuck, but, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, oh God, Alien. I love that movie. I love, but I love you, it. the ultimate cut is amazing. It's amazing. Yes. It is. Yes. It is. It's amazing. And that's the thing. I think that's the thing with when my. The, the twitchiness I get with Warner Brothers and especially with <laughs> Zack Snyder, they take his masterpiece yeah. and they butcher it and they put it out there and then people think, oh, well, that's Zack Snyder. No, it's not. Go watch all the director's cuts of the movies that they chopped up. That's Zack Snyder. Yeah, yes, exactly. And and I have to say this. I love J Jason. I love you. You know I do. 300 was all about Frank Miller being there. Snyder had nothing to do with it. Are you on – are you high – are you you're fucking I know you like wine and I, I think you're three bottles in right now, dude. You need yeah. a glass of water and you need to sober up a little bit. I but thought I, that when you were talking about that BVS stuff earlier. It, dude, Zack Snyder is that's this is what he does. He 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 is the master of taking the panel off a comic book page and making it into a fucking movie that fucking works. And Sam and I have said this uh, uh, several times. So, so just for people that have never heard me rant about the Snyder Cut or Justice League or BBS, 
Um, Sam, when he watched the theatrical cut of BBS, was not a fan. It's well, not very good. I liked, it. I liked, liked it. it. But you didn't love it. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, well, okay, so what did you rank? What did you give the original theatrical cut? I would, I, you know, again, don't quote me. It was so long ago. But if I had to guess, I think it was around a six and a half. I, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. I think that yeah, it had highs, it had lows. So, so when the when the extended cut came out, I was like, Sam, you got to give this a shot. You got to give it a try. Watch it. And you were like, you were kind of hesitant. You're like, oh, I'm going to check yeah. it out. But, you know, I was like, no, dude, I'm telling you, I think everything that you were telling me that you didn't like about the movie, I think this cut addresses it. Like, I think they made this cut for you, dude. And you text me and you were like, I think it just went into my top five. Yeah. I, I said, I said two things. I said, I think it went into my top five. And I said, it's a completely different movie. Completely yeah. different movie. Yeah. I think if any of this between BVS, the Watchmen stuff, this Justice League has proven it's the importance of having a good editor. Yes. I, I never would have thought about that before, but having a good editor makes all the difference. Well, in the I, I think if these studios just let the directors give the fans what they want, don't put it in. It doesn't have to be into a box of 120 minutes. Yeah, Russo's approved that. You know what I mean? Like was, the same thing. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, Trevor. Can't, I was going to say, can't we say the same thing about comic books, though? I mean, me and you have talked about before, Dan Didio, when he was at D.C. several years ago, came out and said, it's much more than just make, having a good writer and a good artist on a book. It's like, no, it's no. not. <laughs> if you have a good writer and a good artist, right. it's going to be a good book. There's no bad characters. You yeah, or Jim Shooter at Marvel. Jim Shooter did the same thing. You know, yeah. God would pitch him ideas – he would like the beginning of the idea and totally change the way they want the end game for them. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. And he'd be like, oh, okay, well, see you later. And, <laughs> fire yeah. and I'm, I'm talking a little bit just out of subjective opinion as a, as a longtime comic book fan. Brian could probably talk a little bit more about this as a comic creator, but I think that's why you're seeing such a revival in image comics because all these top creators, they do their Marvel thing, do their DC thing. Then they're like, okay, now I'm going to go to Image to tell the stories I really want to tell yeah. because the editors leave me alone. Whereas every time you get something from Marvel or DC, if you're in the A-list stuff, you know, the, the C-list characters, maybe they leave alone. You get these editorial notes are like, can't do that, can't do that. I don't want this character to go like this. We've got this event to tie into, so you can't do that. Like, that's got to be frustrating, I would think, as a character or as a, as a writer. Oh, my right? God, Creator. stifling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a creator, like, you know, I, it's funny because when, when I was a kid, knowing that I wanted to go and do comic books, um, I, of course I wanted to be, I wanted to draw Batman. I wanted to create, you know, I wanted to do Batman stories. I wanted that so much. And then when I actually learned how the industry works um, and, and the, the lack of freedom that the creators actually have in those stories with those specific characters, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, unless, I mean, if DC Kane Ring was like, will you do Batman? I'm never going to say no. Right. But, like, but I'm also going to go in with that knowing that I'm not going to be able to do what like Frank Miller did with Batman in the 80s, right? Like I'm not going to be able to, to play. You're never going to look at it and say, well, that's Brian Rodman's Batman. Right. And, and, and there is something, uh, as a creator, there's just such a lack of freedom when you're dealing with these 
I mean, at this point, they're they're our Greek mythology now. You know, I mean, they are our right. um, they're our heroes of old, and so you can you, you're very constrained with those types of characters. Now, when you go to Image or Boom or you know these other Dark Horse, like these other independent publishers, man, they just let you do what you want. You have a story to tell, tell it. You know, they're not going to like they may be like, oh, maybe do this instead, but for the most part, they're completely hands off. I think what it is is, you know, they pitch it. They, pitch, they, they go into a room and they pitch and they say, hey, I got this story I want to do about this red barn and uh, <laughs> it's interdimensional. And, oh, by the wow. way, I want uh, Adrian Sorianto on it uh, as well to do the illustration. And they go, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. Yeah. You, know, you get Gideon Falls, which is fucking yeah. Oh, such a good book. Thank you for that, oh, by the way, Travis. Oh, yeah, man. No problem. Just, just <laughs> Black Barn, though. Black Barn. It is, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Black Barn. I said Red black. Barn, didn't I? Yeah. So, so one thing to capitalize on that is coming up as a kid, one of my all-time favorite comics, and now it's going to be a show, suppose, on Disney Plus 2, was the What If comics, because they essentially allowed a creator to just go, hey, man, here's your character. He's got kind of these certain characteristics, but other than that, have fun because it's not in continuity of anything. And those are awesome. Like I'm so excited to see that show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I I think that's one of the issues with, you know, like Brian said, we, these are our Greek mythology. There's so much back history, backstory now that these editors, they just, they try to fit everything in this box. They have so many plans you got to make sure you can tie into this in the summer because this is going to happen and this, this, that. But the creators have no freedom. And, and I'm sorry, if I hire you to write something, I want to trust you to write it, you know? Yeah. I didn't hire my editor to write it. And I think that's the same thing you're kind of seeing with some of these movies. DC is, or, or Warner Brothers is saying, hey, this works for Marvel. I know you have a vision, but I want you to do this. So let's make this work. And, and that's a problem. Don't hire Zack Snyder if you don't want that. It's ass backwards because Marvel had a vision. They had things laid out, phase one, phase two. We've all seen it, right? We know how successful it was. I don't know why Warner Brothers was trying to change a vision. And let's just just look at Zack's vision for a minute. It's very dark. It's very adult. It's very real. Way more real than the Marvel Universe is, which, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take both of those. Thanks. Sorry. Had to get upped. Thank you, love. Um, so you know, a very a very dark vision, and then they were like, "Oh no, 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 no! We don't want that. We want to do this." Okay, everything they have done from their animated universe to their DC streaming series, uh, Doom Patrol, Titans, very adult, super fucking dark. It's like, wait a minute, you got rid of the guy that started all this shit for you. And you've still kept the tone. It ain't like they went to a different tone, to be honest, other than with Justice League, which was a huge fucking fail. Well, I mean, I also you're looking, Aquaman was pretty light-hearted. Uh, I mean, they had the trench scene was freaking amazing. Yeah. And Dark and scary. James Wan can do that. But, yes. like, it was overall, it was pretty, pretty light, light-hearted popcorn flick. You know, it, it was more Marvel than it was past DC. Yeah, and, and it was pretty crappy, I thought, too. Until you got from the trench scene on, I thought Aquaman was a good movie. And leading up mm. to the trench scene, I thought it was awful. Like, 
her, him and Mara trouncing through the desert with no chemistry. Was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. talking about he's talking about pissing on the thing to give it moisture. I mean, it was then they came out of water and rap music started playing. It looked like MTV Cribs trailer. Like it was it was terrible up until you saw James Wan kind of do what James Wan wanted to do, and then it looked really good. Yeah. 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 You know, when you're watching that movie, that's exactly what you think. You're like, that's not James Wan's forte. And it showed. Let James Wan do his thing. You get trench scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I know Sam didn't. I fucking absolutely love the fight scene in um, the town. Um, oh, God. It was terrible. Oh, I loved it. I fucking loved it. I loved, it. I loved it. Like I liked it because it was for, for me. I went into Aquaman just thinking, please be better than what we got last time, and, and you know, because it was like I just I wanted it to be better than Justice League. That was it. Sure. I was like, please be better, and it was mm-hmm. from the get go. Mm-hmm. And so it Absolutely. wasn't phenomenal. I don't think it deserved the high praise that it got, um, but I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, I think it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. I think they did a okay. good job making a fun movie. Um, but yeah, up until the trench scene, it felt it felt like they were trying way too hard. Yes. Yeah, I, I'll say that I really liked the fight scene at the end between King Orm and Aquaman. That was yeah. good. That was that awesome. Scene. I liked the training scenes between uh, Balco, Balco, yeah, and Aquaman when he was young. Those were good. The, the the town fight scene in Italy I thought was was awful. None of it made any sense. And when he's like, "This guy is the general," blah blah blah, and then this guy, I wonder which one I fit this this cone into. And you, you couldn't guess it was the one with his hand in front of his eye, like looking like. Of course, that's the one you put the bottle into, man. Like that makes. Oh total yeah, sense. well that no yeah that was fucking stupid. I, well, I mean, and I, I, I love the fight scene. She she could have pulled water up there on an island. You could pull sure. water up at any point. She's got to wait till she's in trouble to get the wine. Like, yeah. none of it but I still thought that was a cool scene. I was like, oh shit! Cool. From a cinematic perspective, yes, the continuous shot type deal that yes. was a lot of fun. Yeah. When they're yeah. running the rooftops and shit, yeah, that was fun. She's being chased. Yeah, I thought it looked great. Uh, yeah, maybe not very smart, but some of yeah. James Wan's movies ain't been real smart, guys. Let's be honest. But they've looked fantastic. Yeah. And he's really good. Yeah, he's got a great Aquaman's, Aquaman's not winning any Oscars. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. no. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. really not. That's um, true. So, okay. So, you were talking about Vocal earlier. Apparently, that is th- – this Justice League was supposed to be the introduction of Valko and Mira to Aquaman. Yeah. And yeah. now people are wondering if we'll see that scene since – it would kind of screw with the continuity. But I'm like you, Sam. I think I would, I would approach, if, if I'm a fan, which I know most fans don't know this shit, but I would approach this Snyder Cut as a Elseworlds type of, of movie that yeah. doesn't exist in current continuity because we really don't have any current continuity. You say they've already released and said, and they made a statement saying, we're not worried about continuity. We just want to make good movies. We're now. doing director driven stories. Yeah. Like what? And can, yeah. If we're doing that as an elsewhere thing, can we recast Mara for her scene or two? Like don't bring Amber Heard back. 
Yeah. Don't don't bring her back. More than likely, what they're going to do with that, I mean, it say if the best thing that could possibly happen happens, and they decide to move forward with Zack Snyder at the helm, you know, again doing all this stuff. I really, with all the things that have been going on between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and that whole situation, I just don't see them bringing her back. They'll just recast her, honestly. That's what they need to do. Plus, she sucks at acting, so there's that, too. She wasn't the greatest. She's a smoke show, though. Good Lord. Yeah, but that's what porn is for, dude. She can act in one of those, and then it won't matter. Oh, wow. I would pay to see that. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, in in that regard, like, you know, if – to me, like I want to, I want to see an actress. I want to see Mara that we see her in the comics, where she is freaking cool, dude. Like she's, she's awesome. Cool. She can jump in there and deliver the best monologue that'll change your life. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she, yeah. she's got that that brave heart, you know, kind of mentality. We didn't see that at all in Aquaman. No, we really didn't. She was very yeah. one dimensional. She, she, really she was eye candy, and I hate that they did that to yes. that character. Yes. Yeah, she should be an Aquaman a, Bra- a Brazzers film. Like that would be <laughs> that would be yes. perfect for her. Yes, I love it. I'm all for that. Uh, let's talk about that for a minute because not only is to me Zach a fucking phenomenal storyteller, and he tells a story with like you can see the comic influence. It just oozes out of his scenes. Look at his casting. His casting has been fucking phenomenal on par with marvel i would say yeah. in, in that regard uh other than this is the one uh, this is the one I, one don't, i can't really get behind don't it. say it's luthor huh don't say luthor okay i won't i'll say someone else <laughs> i knew that's not what big sam mad at me um Okay, I won't say that one. Uh, and, and I want to, since you brought that up, I'm going to put a, a pin in my original thought really quick because I want to address this because it was in the chat. Someone said, oh, more Luthor scenes? Question mark. Yes, you are going to see more Luthor scenes in yeah. the Justice League cut, apparently. And it's not going to be a post credit scene where Deathstroke breaks him out of prison. It's going to be in the movie. Yeah. So very excited to see Joe Joe Maginello again. Real quick tidbit about that. The yes. thing that I like, I know, I know that version of, of Luther wasn't received well by a lot of people. I personally dug it. I thought it was a cool change up. I, it, you know, I, I would have much rather had Brian Cranston in a traditional Lex Luthor role, but we didn't get that. And I was fine with what we got. And I thought for what the, the version of Luther that, that they gave us in BBS I thought they he did a I mean I thought they did a great job, um, yeah. and I love the twist because they cut, like I'm a huge Dracula fan right yeah. so like I read that book every Halloween I I love it it's awesome yeah yeah they kind of turned Lex Luthor into Dark Side's Renfield mm. so like at the True. end of Batman vs Superman you kind of get that vibe where he's crazy now just like kind of Renfield was with Dracula I'm like oh that's awesome that so I want to see that more. Injustice League. I don't know if yeah. we'll get it, but I don't know if we'll get it. Oh, we're going to get more Luthor, so yeah. may, maybe we will get some more. Uh, Sam and I had a. Uh, I think it was you and I both agreed on this. We had a theory about Luthor and BBS. We didn't think he was actually Luthor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I remember we you feel like he was that. kind of the son, the son of Lex Luthor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
Like there was another Lex Luthor around and he was a junior trying to be daddy's equal. But at the same time though, the way he described his dad also sounded like Lionel Luther from Smallville. So I I mean, I think it could be either, either way. I don't think that's what they were doing, but if that's what you want, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of my many theories that never come true. So it's, it's cool. Um, and even Casey says that could be Lionel Luther Smallville situation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Could yeah. be. So my casting that I could not stand, and it was one of Zach's first is fucking Lois. I, uh, I, I cannot get behind her. She don't have fucking red hair. Lois is not fucking red hair. She did in the man of steel series, uh, by DC, which is where he pulled that version of Superman and Who Lois Lane from. Who yeah. Did it? Who, who, who was the writer? Um, let me look. Hold on. Google is my friend. Okay. You do that, and I'm going to answer Jason real quick. Lois over yeah, Flash. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, because I love, love, love Ezra Miller's Flash. Oh, I love it. Right. I know. I know I know. Sam hates it. I love it. I love him being the geeky fucking nerd, the Sheldon from Big Bang Theory with superpowers or super speed. I love that. I love uh, I loved when him and Bruce were talking. I, I love that. I, I like Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, I wish I would have liked them to bring in the Flash from the CW. See, uh, Gu- Gus Gusifin or Gus, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Grant. Uh, yeah, Grant Gusifin. I, I just that dude to me is. Um, hey, I, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike that Flash at all. Um, but to me. Barry Allen, comic book Barry Allen was more Ezra Miller. Like, and we're getting, he's not the, 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 the crime scene scientist yet, mind you. Okay. So he's got character to develop and he's awkward. He's, he's kind of socially awkward, obviously. Uh, when he tells Bruce, I have no friends, you know, like I'm in, you know, I, I have trouble making friends and, but he's obviously highly intelligent and, the Barry Allen from the comic books, the, the, the beginning Barry Allen, wasn't that uh, he was kind of the reluctant hero type. And then he developed into one of the Trinity. You know what I mean? He, he, well, not one of the Trinity, but one of the founding members of the Justice League. Uh, so I think there was story to be told there. Uh, Debo says he loves The Flash too. So that makes everybody but me and Debo wrong. So thank you for that, Debo. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the suit. I wasn't a fan no. of the suit. I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, I do like the CW's Flash suit better than the current one is much better than the original one. Yes, correct. That's true. So Brian, what'd uh, you find quick, your Google search? So I, I was wrong. She did not have red hair in that uh, series. That was just the series that that Zack Snyder pulled from the most. Uh, it was written by written and penciled by John Byrne. Yeah, John Byrne. I was about to yeah. say I know that. Um, I knew I knew you were wrong, but I just didn't want to call you out on the show. Whatever, your whatever. It's, not, it's not very polite. No, no but that uh, was that was that was the series Zack Snyder pointed to the most yes, when he made the movie. Yes. Yeah. And it's actually uh, like Sam and I've talked about this. Superman is one of the fucking hardest characters to write because yeah. you have to make him relatable, and he's basically a fucking god, right? So it's real hard to do. Um, but some guys have done it really well. John Byrne, other than Jim Lee's Superman, like art-wise, John Byrne's Superman is my favorite. Yeah. Like, I've got two where he fights a, a, a villain called Bloodshot, 
Have you seen this? It's not Bloodshot from Valiant, but it's another Bloodshot. And he can like, he's kind of like uh, the Marvel character that can change his arm into guns. Hmm. And like, it's, there's a cover and he's like blasting Superman that they're bouncing off. And it's one of my favorite covers of all time. Huh. And like John, John Burns fucking man. I, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. So when you when you were talking about that, I knew that Zach had pulled from his run, and I was like, "Did Lois have red hair? I don't remember." That. I messed with your head during that. My bad. Yeah, you, did. you were fucking. I was like, "Shit!" Travis is like questioning life. I, I, I know you got seen on when you got old, but I didn't know you went fucking colorblind. I guess I'm getting fucking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I I mean, I love Amy Adams. I think she's a fantastic actress. I was actually watching Man of Steel the other night. Uh, now I'm like. I'm going to be watching Man of Steel and BBS a fucking just. Yeah, I saw a meme it, that, the hell of it. I saw a meme that just captured how I, how I think we all feel right now. Okay. Now watching watching Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, it brings a whole new feeling back That's, because now you're like, oh, this doesn't get followed up by crap. Right. <laughs> right. So okay, let me let's talk about let's let's visit that for just a second. What are we going to do if we get some type? And I don't think we will, mind you. But let's just let's just let's be realistic for a second, because anything can happen, right? What what are we going to do if we get some convoluted crap? First of all, I, don't, I really don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen because, but, because I think we got the worst of the worst I already. Think we got convoluted crap already. Yeah. Right. Um, I think, I mean, you know what? Hey man, if it sucks, it sucks. And we can just be like, all right, fine. But the other ones are still really good. You know, and it's one of those things, like you said, I think it's a great point. It's like, Hey man, it sucked. Yeah. We're wrong. It was awful. Now we can move on though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. feel like it's weird. I've not defended any movie. It's, I think you both know this. I have not defended any movie more vehemently than I have BBS. Neither have I. And and I mean, it's it like when people tell me they don't like it, I get, I get angry and I, and I try to tell myself, I'm like, dude, everybody's entitled to fucking opinion. Stop being an asshole. I I feel like it's such a smart movie. And I'll, and this actually will go back to a question that someone said in the chat. I think it was probably Jason because he's my BBS hater in the chat right now. Um, why did he need an extra 30 minutes of editing to tell a good story? Uh, he did because it's a super smart story. And I liked it from the beginning because I assumed a lot of things. I, and Sam and I have always said this. Yeah. You can assume some things, but you can't base your premise on an assumption. You right. have to show us. You have to lead us there. You have to show us. We can't just assume that Luther knew this, he did that, he did. And if anything in the BBS cut, the extended edition, it showed Luther's machinations. It, it, yeah. it, is that how you would yeah. a, agree to that, Sam? Yeah, well, and, and I would say that that's a crazy comment anyways because let me take 30 minutes out of any movie and, and that shit is going to be screwed up. You know, if you took 30 minutes out of uh, – Avengers Infinity War right now, if you let me take 30 minutes of plot point out, that's just not going to make sense. Great point, yes. You need need whatever time you need in order to tell the story. I'd rather have a two-hour good movie than an hour and a half 
movie that doesn't make sense. You know, <laughs> so I have or, to say, I have to say, this is funny. He's like, man, it steals a steak dinner. BBS feels like going to Golden Corral. <laughs> That's funny. I don't agree, but it's still fucking funny. Uh, and I love Man of Steel as well. I mean, yeah, really, I really really cool. okay. So I have to tell you this because that was so it's weird. Me and my wife, we knew each other for ten years. We dated off and on before we actually got married. It's it's kind of an odd story. I wore her down basically. It's not. It's it's. I'm making a long story. I can make a very short story very long, and that's what I'm about to do. So one of the first movies we ever went and seen was Brandon Rouse Superman Returns. Okay. Oh. I do believe she fell asleep. Like, she fell asleep. And I, I don't blame her. I had of. Uh, we went to IMAX. I was super pumped. Fucking awful. So then, and to get my wife to go to a theatrical release of any movie is an act of Congress. Like, literally, <laughs> even now, like an act of Congress. So I got her to go to see Man of Steel, okay? And we went, and uh, we went to Baxter, yeah, fucking shitty ass little Baxter. And it was a date, right? So, or no, we were married then. We were married then. We were married. So we went and I watched it and he breaks Zod's neck. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the theater going, well, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how yeah. I feel about this at all. And she's like, well, he saved that family. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. she didn't get it. And I'm like, no, no, I, no, something didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right. You know, and, 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 it's, and it's fine. And I left that movie theater, and I thought about this movie for a fucking week. How yeah. did I feel about this? Like, that's what kind of fucking movie director Zack Snyder is. Yeah. He makes comic book movies, and you're thinking about them a week later because you're not really sure, should he have broke the mold like that? And yeah. he did. And that's where a lot of people disconnect with Zack's vision because Batman's killing. Uh, Superman's killing. Superman's like, he's, you know, why is Superman doing this? He's hope. He's always going to find another way. That's not realistic, man. Well, yeah. and you know what? People come out, people are coming out like Superman's a serial killer. And I'm like, come on, guys. He killed Zod because he literally leveled a city and was trying to destroy the whole world. They were terraforming the planet. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Like, and then did you, like, the moment for me, it was never an issue no. because right after he did it, he, like, screamed because he was so upset that he just had to kill him. Yeah. And I love, I love what Zach said in the, uh, in the watch party. I don't know if y'all heard this or not. He addressed it. Yeah. And he was like, at that moment, after like, and we know like the Kevin Costner scenes where, you know, he was like, what was I supposed to do? Let him die. And Costner's like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. don't even get me fucking, Kevin Costner should have won a goddamn Oscar for that supporting role. It is one of my, oh, Kevin Costner's some great shit. Him as Clark Kent in that movie was fucking gold. It was fantastic. But at that moment when he broke, uh, Zod's neck, Snyder said at that moment, he chose us. Yeah. Well, he, and, and that's for me, I always took it as you've got a young Superman. He, yes. He's just yeah. starting to get into yes. this. And maybe for me, him having to do that was the moment he said, I will from now on, 
always find a way ahead of time to right. keep myself from ever having to feel this again. Right. Heroes yeah, are born from adversity. Like yeah. you look at any fucking hero, uh, any hero worth anything, they're born out of adversity. That yeah. I mean, a guy that can fly and go to the moon and buy. I mean, not a lot of adversity for that guy, right? Uh, right. Zach made him human, and it showed the side of him. And this is going to sound, God damn, it's going to sound so stupid. But I'm going to say it anyway, because that's what I do. I say stupid show on my show. Sam's going to get this. I'm sure Sam, you've watched the Last Dance. Oh yeah. Okay, when real, the media was really, really on Jordan about his gambling problem. Okay, like, I don't think Jordan had a gambling problem. Yeah, he was betting $10,000 on a fucking hole of golf, but he's a multi-multi-millionaire, so he can do that. It'd be like me and you betting a buck and pitching quarters or whatever. Um, And it almost broke him down so bad, he almost walked away from the, the sport. Because he, he was, he did walk away. Well, he did walk away. Yes, he yeah. did walk away. So, and, and and I think about Clark when he goes to the top of the fucking mountain, like he's like when uh, in BVS when the when the courtroom blows up, and he's like, "God damn, like what the fuck, man? You guys suck. I'm out." Yeah, and he talks well, to his dad, you know, and it just powerful moments like that man well, and, and, and i want to talk say, about superman being he destroyed superman to me Zack snyder made superman well like, and, 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 and a lot of times go ahead sam i'm sorry no no you go ahead man go ahead go ahead well i was just gonna, real quick um i mean obviously it's it, it doesn't take an an a expert analyst to see that snyder is really just you know the analogy between superman and jesus right, right. And, like, how many times in the Bible do we see Jesus go away uh, from, like, all these crowds, all these things happening. He's doing miracles. He's doing all these things. And he has to get away. And he has to be with his father for a while, right? So, like, there were, in that moment, it, it, Travis, in that moment when, when the courtroom blows up, and the next thing you see is him, he retreats to what Snyder has said, that is his fortress of solitude. Yes. And, and it's like he's, he, he needed that to recharge. And, and the, the, uh, the, the one person who can literally crush buildings, crush mountains, he has to get away because all, that's the thing with Superman. It's all psychological. Yes. Everything, to write a good Superman story, which I think Zack Snyder did a fantastic job with that yeah. character, is you have to get in his head. Right. Yeah. You had to make him relatable. Yeah. And, right. And that did that. You know what I mean? Like, he did that to, to, to a level that I don't know anyone's really even did in the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And for me, where that goes into was, and we talked about this a lot when we talked about BBS, because, you know, me and you have defended this movie to, to no end. And – he took what I thought would really happen if you had a godlike entity, be it God, be it an alien or whatever, come to the planet and show I could do all these things. To me, that's probably the very realistic way that we would treat him. Some of us would absolutely love him. Some absolutely. of us would worship him. And then a lot of people yeah. would just immediately view him as a threat, talk shit, want to load up, get their guns and all that other stuff. Sure. And, 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 you know, well, it, it, it who would say God would when- be like, Brian be a great one to talk about this. Brian, I mean, just you know, you're. I, I know you're. You're very. You're very. A very Christian person. Uh, could you imagine 
a, a man flying around saving people and people looking at him like the second coming of Jesus yeah. Christ. You know, I mean, I, it, would, it would change every. And, and Kevin Costner even says that, or Clark says that to him, you are going to change everything. When they yeah. just, you don't have to do one thing. When they find out what you can do, you're going to change the idea of everything. Really? really That's how the people before Brian, before Brian answers that, because I want to ask this in conjunction with it of him. Mm -hmm. What do you think would happen right now if someone came down, like Travis said, could, could fly around this net and said, I'm Jesus and I've come back because the world's such a mess. How would, how would we as people react to that? Oh my goodness. I think I can answer both questions in the same way. Um, I think what we got in Batman versus Superman with how people reacted to Superman is exactly what would happen. Uh, and that's why for me as a Christian, it, it resonates on so many, on, on all the levels with that. Cause I'm like, Yes, you know, this is exactly how people would react. You would have people that would worship him. You would have people who would question him. And then you would have people who think he's an absolute threat and he's not the real deal and he's only here to destroy. Right. Um, so, like, I thought that was so smart. Yeah. You know, I thought that smart. would be a perfect angle to pull on, on, on especially introducing Bruce, right? Because he questions everything. He doesn't believe in God. He right. believes. And what he can see and touch and smell and the and, and, world and, only makes sense if you force it to. Exactly. And so to show to introduce Batman in this way as a person who views this guy as a threat, maybe not right now, but like he said in BVS, how many good guys have turned bad right. in the last twenty years? Yeah. And if he turns bad, we could all end. It's over. Yeah. So yeah. I thought I think I think that's exactly, you well, know, how everybody would react. And then you get the uh, and then you get the the evolution of Bruce too, right? Like he's he's got this he's got this tunnel visioned um, idea of of Superman, and then at a moment it changes for him. Yeah, he realizes he has become the bad guy that Alfred said he would be. He realizes he has become yep. the guys that he has fought, and he says it at the end when they're burying him and burying Clark. I failed him in life. I won't fail him in death. Like, well, I, thought, I, I know thought what I've so done wrong. I thought it was so smart when he said, essentially, you know, what you and Brian were alluding to, where he says, how many people in the last 20 years who have been good, you know, have now gone bad, essentially, however he worded it. Yeah. And it took him the moment to realize he was actually the one that has done that. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. BVS is such an incredibly smart movie if you sit back and allow it to be, instead of saying, oh, what is this? Luthor is crazy, and I don't understand this or that. and that. Batman's holding guns. Yeah. yeah. And let me tell you something. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, it, the Martha scene, right? Because let, let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, let's get it. We're circling around it. I'll just get there. Get so the, the Martha scene – I don't understand. Maybe it wasn't executed in the best way. You can argue that. I've heard good arguments that, 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 that say that. I don't agree with them, but I've yeah. heard, you know, good arguments. But for me, when that moment happened in the movie, first of all, I was like, finally, somebody actually addressed the fact that both of their moms are named Martha. Um, and, I, and, yeah. And then secondly, it, it did so much to Bruce in that moment. 
that literally nothing else, the one, the one purpose of him in his life was now brought back to him so he could see this person is more human than I am right now. Exactly. The alien. Yeah. Yep. And so it, 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 like I was sitting in the theater when that happened and I got chills. I did too. Because I, I still realized do. what was happening in yeah. the guy's head. I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. And then that's Me the one thing everybody picked on. Me yeah. and Travis both talked about we've read comics for X amount of years, 20 plus years, 40 20 plus, plus years, years, whatever. And neither of us even put together the fact they were both named Mars. But we were like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, oh, my God, they are both named Martha. Like, I mean, yeah. it, 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 just like you said, Brian, the one thing, I mean, we all know how driven Bruce is. That dude don't come off the track. No, I mean, that's just not what he does. The one thing that could get him to come off the track was to hit him where his heart is. It was his mom, his dad. That's the reason he does what he does. Holy shit, this guy that I have demonized for the last year and a half, he, he has a mother. And in yeah. his dying moment, he's telling me to save his fucking mom, and his na her name's Martha. And, and, and I think... And I think, too, it was that moment of Martha where he goes, damn, would my, my, would, would my mom be proud of what I've become right now? Yeah. Yeah. And that stopped him from killing him, you know? Yeah, so it yeah. works on so many different levels. That's why I just so don't get levels. how people don't like it. Man. I, just, I, just I know. Like, I, it's oh, I it's don't get it. The yeah. memes. I mean, you all seen them, too. The memes and – you know, I'm in the comments. Some of those memes are pretty funny, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's true. I still laugh. Yeah, they're that's so true. funny. Yeah, boo you, Casey. Casey's saying boo. Boo you, Casey. <laughs> Casey, of all your years of reading comic books, you never fucking knew. You never put it together that both their moms was named Martha either. Don't lie. You're lying if you say you did. You're fucking lying. So don't you lie, because it's on the internet and it'll be there forever. Uh, you know, actually, you know when I actually realized that I, I knew that and, and it was never like a moment of like, I never like was looking for somebody to say something about it in a movie, but it was um, Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb's uh, Superman for All Seasons when that, that one brief cameo where Bruce comes in, I yes. think it's that book. I want to say it, I think you're that right. where they, they address it a little bit and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I never thought about it again until yeah, that moment. I never, I never thought about it again until, uh, fuck, I was talking to somebody and they said, yeah. And they, they didn't realize it either. And they had forgotten it as well. And then they reminded me of that run. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. I remember that. But I mean, it was so long ago. I, I, I really don't remember. I love Jeff Love Superman, by the way. I mean, oh yeah, he's I, great. Uh, public enemies with Superman and Batman is one of my if it probably is my favorite Jeff Love book uh just because of the dichotomy that he has with the uh, Superman and Batman I mean like you know he's the dark Superman's the light and they think that about each other they would never yeah. like tell each other but their thoughts you know what I mean I, I really like that book I thought it was really 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 good uh raise the point Travis what am I raising the point to um Casey's saying all Superman had to say was he's going to kill my mom. Nah, doesn't work. Doesn't work like Martha does. Sorry, Case. Not for me. Well, and also, you could think, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to potentially, and this argument, I don't know if it works. I don't know how, how, 
how well this is. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you could even say that he's still trying to protect his identity as well because he doesn't know that Bruce knows who he is. Well, that and it's he does he never says. Uh, well, I guess he does say Martha, but then Amy Adams is the one that comes in at the end because it's his like mom. his mother, yeah. his mom say yeah. Martha. You know, like. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You know, because he's like, who's Martha? You know what I mean? Why'd you say that? Why'd you name? Say that name? <laughs> Love it. So, so, like, so, you know, all that aside, I mean, if you don't like BBS, you don't fucking like it. I get it. If you don't like Man of Steel, I get it. You don't like it. You like what you like, don't like what you don't like. It's fine. Uh, everybody has their opinion. Uh, if you don't like BBS, you're just wrong. Uh, and I'm not going <laughs> to agree with you because that make us both wrong. It's cool. Uh, no, really. Um, I, it's, it's, you know, Pissing on the Martha seems like shooting dead fish in a barrel. I guess it is low-hanging fruit, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, so let's just – so all that aside, you know, we could argue this shit all day. How I'm so excited. I think we're finally going to get to see Zach's Batman in this, in this final cut. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really hope that him – running the car and taking the parademons all on to give them time. I hope that is not our Batman. Well, here's, here's the Batman that I think we're going to get. Um, and it's, it's because of the heavy, heavy Christian, Christian, you know, uh, overtones at the movies. Thank you, yeah. Overtones that that's in BVS, especially, um, you kind of look at Bruce as, as if, if, Clark is Jesus. Bruce is the Apostle Paul. Okay. So, and, and I say that because if you look at Paul in, in the New Testament, Paul was uh, one of the, the Jewish officials who were killing Christians. He was, he was a bad guy, right? Okay. So he was, he was against the, the Christian movement uh, and, and was killing them. And then Jesus appears to him. And then he completely does a 180 and becomes one of the leaders of potentially the biggest leader of the the early church. And so I think that's the role that you're seeing with Bruce taking on the leadership of Justice League. So I think you're going to get that kind of, you know, dark leader, Bruce, who is more in the spotlight, in the leadership role than we've seen him in like the animated series of Justice League. Because I think that's Zach's vision of Batman. That's where he's going. Well, and and he kind of does that to end of BVS, right? Where, you know, Bruce says, you know, like, hey, I I, I messed up. I won't won't do him wrong again. You know what I mean? And, And then when they do get that chance to resurrect him, which apparently is going to be uh, I was reading this today too. A much bigger scene, yeah, and with a lot more Amy Adams. Yeah, like Amy Adams has a lot bigger role in that scene, apparently, where she brings Clark back. And 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 I agree. I always thought that that was really cheesy, rushed, whatever, forced, whatever you want to call it. When when you know. Bruce says, bring out the big guns and Amy comes out and it's basically like he sees her and he's done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah fuck, you know, he was about to crush Bruce. 
I yep. mean, like, Which I will say this: the part where he brings him in close. And oh my says, god! Do you bleed? That was awesome. Like, as I, I took a brief break from being mad, oh and I was god, like, "Okay, that's cool. that's cool." I thought that whole scene was good. Oh, that I did too. It, was. Part, it like, really like, was. He turns his head and sees the flash. It's like, 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 oh no! Yeah, I thought that whole scene was good. It was the one standout scene for me in that movie. Other than. Yeah. I, I really agreed with you guys when you said the Batman, Bruce Wayne, Wonder Woman dynamic was great because it really was. Sure. Th- those are yeah. probably my two positive takeaways from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, I'm such a fan of, of Ben Affleck as Batman. I think you all know this. Uh, and I know Sam is too. And I, know, I know you are too, Brian. Yeah, man. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's fantastic. And I love Zach's. I love Zach's take on him, and I love the 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 character development. You know what I mean? Um, and he didn't really kill a whole lot of people in Justice League. You know what I mean? So, like yeah. again, he's changed his methods. Um, yeah. yeah, he kills a parademon. Who gives a shit? I actually kind of want to see him like snap a parademon's neck. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Well, it's like in Court of Owls, right? Where he's like, he like all the 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 talons are coming into the Bat Cave, right? And he's like, these aren't humans. I'm killing everybody. I yeah. love. It, it was yes. awesome. Yeah, Thrasher suit. Yes, I'm like, do yeah. something like this, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Sam, I do have to uh, say, I, I I feel like we're still gonna have the Bat Oakleys, man. And I know you hate that. God, I hate those things. <laughs> Very reminiscent of uh, Val Kilmer's Batman suit. Yeah. Uh, it is a little bit. You're it right. Is, as, oh as, long as, as long as they're not on for a whole long period of time, I'll deal with it. But, you know, if, it just, if he just puts them on just to drive the Batmobile or just to fly the Batwing or something, cool, I'll deal with it. But other than that, Take that shit off. Man. It looks I hope. I hope in this one when he puts them on, I wear my sunglasses. <laughs> I just want just, just a brief cut. That's it. Just you know, brief. Just the briefest <laughs> of cuts. <laughs> Probably, hey man, you never know. I don't know what we're gonna get. Well, guys, we went an hour and a half. Uh, I know we could go another hour and a half easily on this sure. shit because we yeah. are such fans. I know we're all so fucking excited. Uh, I want to thank the chat for being in. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I know I, I, I had some instant messages from guys from the uh, Church of Snyder that were actually in viewing, but they, they didn't chat. I wish they would have. Uh, I know you guys got a lot to say. I wish you would have chatted with us, uh, but maybe next time because I'm sure this comes up. Uh, this comes up a lot for me for, for whatever reason. I'm, I'm a fan, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Zach fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of his vision. Hope I get to see more of it. Um, yeah. But, Sam, tell everybody where they can find you at on the Internet. So you can find me at KungFuLu.com, KungFuLou, like Louisville.com, um, and that's my Kung Fu and Tai Chi school. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Anmuguan Kung Fu, and Instagram under the same name, uh, or you can just look me up, Sam Wittershine, either way. Very cool. Brian? Uh, yeah, you can uh, go to BrianRodman.com. Uh, and, uh, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm the writer and uh, illustrator of the horror fantasy comic book series, Memoirs of an Angel. Uh, also, and this is, uh, the first time I'm saying this on a podcast, the writer and illustrator of the upcoming comic book series, The Nebulizer. Yes, The Nebulizer. So, yeah. I, so we'll be back on, we'll be back so on talking about that. For that. 
Yeah, I'm congratulations, man. That's awesome. It looks awesome. Like the the, the, the design is very oh, thank cool. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and Debo, of course, has already put the links in the chat. <laughs> So, so please check those out, guys. Um, he and, goes and, so and, fast, man. I know he does it so fast. I don't know how he does that shit. He's a fucking mutant. Um, but Brian, uh, he's being a little modest on Angel, uh, Memoirs of an Angel. It's, uh, it's, if, you, if you like the Man of Steel stuff and, and the BBS, like the, the religious undertones or, or, or overtones, I should say, Brian's comic has a lot of that. Uh, and it's actually, it's just going to sound awful, but again, I say awful shit. Uh, Brian's comic has actually taught me a lot about the Bible because like he, he has like a glossary or an index in the back and like, where like names and, uh, places of religious importance. He puts that in the back and gives you a little brief description and then you can Google it and find out more. So it's actually really, really, really cool. Uh, I love that about, about, about the book, uh, by the way. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad that that uh, that that's helped you out a little bit. In there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, at the end, I don't know how much it'll help me, but I, I do I do uh, appreciate it. So I'd be like, yeah, I know who that is, man. Uh, yeah, you and know I always like to say that the the series is Lord of the Rings meets The Exorcist. So uh, that's <laughs> a great comparison. Yeah. Nice. Lord of the Rings meets The Exorcist. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's definitely good. Um. Hoping Sam can get back to teaching soon. Travis can stop crossing state lines. <laughs> Don't tell Governor Bashir he's gonna call people on me and make me quarantine. Uh, but I am the Blazing Defender, guys. Uh, I do a comic book podcast where I review comic books for the week. Um, I did not have a, a book, that, or I'm sorry, comics have not been coming out, but we did have new comics last week. Hoping to get a show out to you Monday on the new books. They're very, very few, but there is a new book, a new number one. It's called uh, Ground Zero that I'm very excited about. Uh, it's a zombie book, and it's uh, from different perspectives from around the world, and it's really, really, really cool. I love it. BDR, when- what, about, what about that Deadly Class 44? Oh, oh my God. The Deadly Class is like, it's one of my favorite titles of all time. Deadly Class 44 was great. We actually see the death of a, of a character that's been around since the fucking beginning. And I yeah. could not believe it when he, when he died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a fantastic book. The Unkillable stuff has been really, really good. It's another zombie, a DC zombie story that's been really good by Tom Taylor. Uh, don't get attached to anybody because nobody is safe in his books. If you were a fan of the Injustice series that he did for DC, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But for more of that, go to Blazing Defender on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you follow the Facebook page and the Instagram page, I get a lot of when my new shows are coming out. Uh, sorry for the, the late notice on, on this show. Um, I just kind of forgot. <laughs> I'll be honest. kind of forgot. Uh, holiday weekend, all that. I worked yesterday. It was kind of a mess. Um, but so, I want, again, I want to thank all the chat. Love you guys, man. You have no idea. I, I honestly wouldn't do this if, if it wasn't for the chat. I love you guys talking and asking questions and commenting, even though when it's shit I don't fucking agree with, like Jake <laughs> usually does. Uh, but, no, I appreciate all of you guys. I always appreciate your opinions. But uh, if you could give me a – five-star review on iTunes or even the Facebook page. Uh, you can leave reviews on the Facebook page too. Uh, that would help me out tremendously. And if you haven't hit that bell on the Twitch, 
uh, please do that. You'll be notified every time I go live. And if you get an Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription a month. I'd really appreciate if you use it on me. I know some of you in the chat already do. Gracias. Fucking Domo Arigato. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Guys, enjoy your your Memorial weekend. I know a lot of you guys aren't working tomorrow. Uh, some of you motherfuckers don't work at all. I know you don't because you're online too much. But I appreciate you. Thank you. And remember, guys, just be nice to people. We pay it forward just a little bit. The world will be a better place. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace.